You know, Paul, Paul writing in Acts 20, verse 32. He says, brethren, he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. He said, which is able to do what? To build you up and to give you an inheritance. He says, on our brother, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Let me just look at the quickly at the word build up. You see, in the spirit is, is your weight they look at. Many Christians are right because you're not carrying any word. Once you carry the word of God in any area, you become heavy in that area. There are people the devil cannot test to because they are carrying the word. You become weighty in the spirit. I'll be honest with you, there are certain things the devil doesn't come and do around my house. Why? We are a little bit too heavy with the word. Because the word has built us up. But he goes on to say, put it back now. Not only is the, the, the word build you up, what does the word do? And gives you an inheritance. I'll say this simply. The word of God carries your inheritance. It's that simple. The word of God does what? It carries what? Your inheritance. And I'll quickly say this. The word of God carries your inheritance. So if there's something you're looking for, it's in the word of God. It carries it. He carries your healing. He carries your blessing. He carries your breakthrough. He carries your children. The word of God carries your husband. He carries your inheritance. Listen to me. The word of God is the will of God. Somebody said the word of God is the will of God. Okay, listen. God and his word are the same. And so the word of God is the will of God. Say the word of God is the will of God. Okay, so anytime you read the word of God, you know that you have read what? The will of God. Okay, now I want you to look at the word will now, not as uh, the common word you know as will, but look at the word will now as the will somebody does before they die. Is somebody in church this Sunday? Okay, listen to me now. By the way, I hope you know this, that the New Testament and the Old Testament, actually the, the Greek is actually, it just means the new will and the old will. I hope you know that. Oh. I said, okay, you don't know. Let me tell you now. New Testament and Old Testament. Old will, God has done a new will. You know, like somebody decides to change his will. So he calls the lawyer back. He said, all those things I wrote in the first will, I change it now. Uh, so I give my first son this now. I give my second son. I give my wife this. So any time you pick up the Bible, is the will of God. And we give the glory to God because the testator died. Somebody shout hallelujah. When Jesus Christ died, you became one that was qualified to receive that which God has done. Somebody shout hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Okay, so, so, so the word of God carries my inheritance. Say the word of God, it carries my inheritance. Okay, say the word of God, it carries whatever I need. Now listen to me, if there's something you need, so what do you do? You go to the world. Whose Bible is this? God bless you. Praise the Lord. But you know, for those of us who were here on Wednesday, we saw a scripture that was a little bit frightening. Numbers 14, I believe. Verse 11. Verse 12. Let's look from verse 11. 
Numbers 14, verse 11. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Numbers 11. Numbers 14, yeah, thank you. Then the Lord said to Moses, that the background of this, because of time, was that in, in chapter 13, they had gone to spy out the promised land. And I'll talk a little bit about it at the end of this message. They had gone to spy out the promised land. And you know the story, 12 of them went. 10 uh, came back with a bad report. 2 came back with a good report, Joshua and Caleb. And of course, God was angry. Then the Lord said to Moses, so that's the background. Now, how long will these people reject me? Now, every time God gives you his word and you refuse it, God looks at it as what? Rejection. That's not the only thing, no, it's frightening. Let's go. And how long will what? No, go back, go back, go back, go back. Verse 11 quickly. How long will these people what? Yeah. And how long will they? Hey, can you see those things? Go to the next day. No, stay there. No, no, go, stay back. Stay. Go back there, go back there. Verse 11 quickly. With all the signs which I have what? It's so much here. If God has ever done anything in your life and knew it was God, if another situation comes and you don't trust him, the way he looks at this, do you think I've changed? And that's why David could say, he said, the God that delivered me from the lion and the God that delivered me from the bear is the same God. He said, Goliath would be the same like the lion and the bear. God, tell me, tell people, say, God has not changed. Come on, help me tell them, I say, God has not changed. But go to verse 12. Go to verse 12. I will strike them with the pestilence. And then, the frightful thing there is, and what? Now, I can tell you as a lawyer, to disinherit simply means that you lose your rights to inherit. So every time you, you, you disbelieve God, every time you walk in unbelief concerning a promise he has made to you, by your own self, you have done what? You have disinherited yourself. Because the only way he communicates promise or prophecy to you is by what? By faith. By faith. And so we see that that whole generation, is, I mean, from 20 years up, that, yeah, upwards, didn't enter the place. No matter what, they didn't enter. It was only two people. So, so I want to please beg you. And I said this on Wednesday. Don't think that if you don't believe God, you're neutral. There's no neutrality in God. Either you believe God, you don't, or you what? You don't believe it. There's no middle way with God. And we said on Wednesday, you know, people say when we're growing up, there's the good will of God. There's the acceptable will, perfect will. It's not scripture. There are no 50 shades to the will of God. I'll say that again. There are no what? There are no 50 shades to the will of God. There are no, you know, many sides to it. God's will is one. So it's, it behoves you to know his will and stay with it. Not say, well, this is the acceptable will. And this is the perfect will. It's not Bible. God is not confused. In every matter that you are dealing with, there's one will of God. So if you believe that one will, you get it. Unfortunately now, if you disbelieve it, you have what? Disinherited yourself. So if there's something you're trusting God for, oh, I want to beg you. I want you to be like that man. Jesus Christ asked him, he said, do you believe? 
He said, yes, I believe, but help my, be, be, be honest, help me, let me believe. I believe, but help my unbelief. It's better to say that. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Another scripture, and I think we, we saw that. You see, every time you engage with God and his word, if I, once you have interacted with God and his word to a particular extent, the word of God in your heart becomes spirit and life. Okay, so once faith has come in your heart and that word, you believe it to the point now where you are at the same level with God. When you speak that word, creation, here pastor now, creation will be confused whether is Pastor Sojida spoke or God spoke. I'll say it again. Every time you have spent some time with the word of God and faith has come, when you open your mouth, Pastor Soji, stand up. It may be that Pastor Soji is the one who spoke it. But creation, the natural creation, we hear that word as if it came out from the very mouth of God. Did I confuse you now? The devil and the creation will react to that word as if it's God himself. That's why you don't play with the word of God. If you locate it in your heart, so, when Jesus Christ, and we saw that on Wednesday, when he spoke to the fig tree. Now, you must understand that Jesus Christ, in his earthwork, was fully man. Somebody say fully man. Somebody say fully man. I hope you know that. He had to walk by faith like me and you are walking by faith now. Because he, he divested himself of deity. He, he became a man. So, everything he did, he had to walk like you are walking now. So, when he spoke to the fig tree, he didn't speak to the fig tree at the first level as God. But because he had interacted so much with God and his word, when he spoke to the fig tree, the creator of the fig tree who is God, it was like the fig tree had the voice of God. When you have reached that level with God, when you speak creation, you know, the Bible records in that scripture, the Bible records, it says something. It says, when he said it, he said, no man shall eat of you any fruit again. The Bible records that the disciples had it. But permit Pastor Act to say this. The fig tree itself had it. How do I know the fig tree had it? <laughs> the following day, they were passing... And Peter said, he said, Master, the fig tree you caused, it has withered away. You don't know this, but creation has ears. Your issue has ears. Your mountain has ears. They are waiting for you to begin to speak to them. <laughs> the same way you can speak death, you can speak life. And your words carry creative power. Some of you now need to begin to speak. Somebody shout hallelujah. Too many of you have been too quiet. The same way God began to create a new world by the word of his power, by the word of his mouth. TOG, you can create your world by your mouth. When the Bible records, and Minister Maka began to pray with that today, when the Bible says that God 
framed. God framed his world by the word of his mouth. He was showing you a prototype. He says, you can frame your own world by what? And then he said that the, that the raw material as he created his world was not things that you can see. But the visible world became created by the invisible world. So if you want to see certain things, certain physical realities, what do you need to say? You need to begin to talk. Let me tell your neighbor, you need to begin to say certain things. Listen, if you begin to say the right things, you will create a new reality. You will create a new reality. You will do what? Listen to me. Psalm 103 verse 7 says, To Moses, God showed his ways. Please listen to me, church. And to the children of Israel, we live in a generation today in church where we just want to see the acts of God. But God showed a man. This is a what it means to say he showed Moses, he said, this is the way I do things. And the moment he showed Moses the way he does things, what did Moses do? So Moses would go to a rock and say, rock, produce water. But in today's church, we want to see water come out of the rock. When will you begin to speak to your rock to bring water? So the way of God is the way he acts. So the way Moses spoke to the rock, and he brought for water. You need to go into Abuja this week. You need to go to your office. You say, office, you need to begin to produce. You need to take your checkbook. You need to put your hand. You need to put your hand on your womb. Let me tell you, you know some of you, when you see our first son, Emmanuel, and you say, ah, he's so tall. Now, me be the father, by the way. You see, I'm not very tall, but I'll tell you what we did. The moment Emmanuel was conceived, Maybe I've shared it here before. But my father, some of you have not seen him. Some of you have. My father is this, this tall. Me, I'm tall compared to my father. Mm. And my father-in-law is also not very tall. Somebody shout hallelujah. I hope you understand. <laughs> you know I'm preaching. But my father-in-law is slightly taller than my father. I know she would disagree, but uh, praise God. So I said, if we're to follow the law of natural selection, my children will be short. But but I don't walk by the natural equation. So my wife is a witness. So the moment it was confirmed she was pregnant, practically every day when I see her, I put my hand on the on the on the womb. And I say, the Bible records that Jesus grew in wisdom and knowledge and grew in stature. The Bible records that John the Baptist grew in stature. The Bible records that Samuel grew in stature. So I say, baby, uh, yeah, you are growing in stature in the name of Jesus. I say, your limbs are growing. Your hands are growing. Your torso is growing. You will not be short in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. Who said your baby cannot hear what you're saying? And so when Emmanuel began to grow, and he began to grow, and he began to grow, I knew that his molecules and his atoms and everything that composed of his natural being had heard the word of the Father. Somebody, you need to begin to talk. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Many of you are not believers. That's the problem. 
If Jesus grew, Emmanuel had to grow. <laughs> God had called you to live the supernatural life. But many of you are living ordinary life like unbelievers. Christ died in vain if you don't know. You're not using what he did. I'm, I'm challenging somebody here. You're going to leave church today and do like God your father. Open your mouth and begin to speak to certain things. You will testify in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I will testify. Somebody say, I will testify. Come on, shout hallelujah. Okay, very quickly, I need to. Oh, Holy Spirit. I thought it was going to be a brief message. <laughs> it's a brief message, isn't it? Yes, it is. Please, elder, please sit down. But let me quickly just say this and try and round up in like seven minutes. You know, you know, many times, especially in this part of the world, we think that faith is a message we use to just come out of trouble. And so we say faith is not a spare tire. It's not only what you use when sickness comes. It's not only what you use when they say they're going to fire people in your office. That's when you begin to pray the Bible. No. Because a spare tire is only used when what? In fact, so, so many women here, I know you have never seen your spare tire before. Pastor, you might have seen your spare tire before. Pastor, do you know where your spare tire is? Let me ask the woman around you, do you know where your spare tire is? <laughs> the moment the tire goes down, <laughs> hello? <laughs> if I one time she left the car there for me to come Somebody shout hallelujah. God did not design for you to only walk by his word when you're in trouble. In fact, the truth is that if the only time you pray or walk with by his word is when you're in trouble, you are in serious trouble already. God's word is not supposed to be for response and reactionary. You're supposed to live daily, weekly, not only to get things from God, God's word also means that if you're in a marriage, there's a word governing that marriage. When God says, love your wife, to live by faith is to love your wife. Oh, I'm preaching now. To, to submit to your husband is to what? Because to be honest with you, some of our husbands, you need to walk by faith to submit to them. Somebody shout hallelujah. Some of our wives, you need to walk by faith to... Your wife will hear. Somebody shout hallelujah. So, faith is not only on certain issues. Everything that God's word says, he said, love your enemy. You're walking by faith to love the enemy. It's not only to get inheritance from God. So, anytime God gives a, a principle in an area, you don't, you don't follow it, you are not walking by faith. But because of time, let me push forward. Faith is at its most glorious when faith is visionary. In fact, the, the primary reason why we should teach faith is because faith is actually visionary. It's proactive. What does that mean? Listen, when God met Abraham... In Genesis 12, hear me church now. He didn't meet Abraham, pastors. He didn't meet Abraham because God felt that Abraham was looking for a child. Listen, the issue of child with Abraham was so small in the mind of God. 
it was nothing. And so he said, the first time you spoke to Abraham, ministers, it didn't mean, because to give Abraham one child, nothing, means nothing. In fact, that's why when Abraham, when Abraham had Isaac, I hope you know that when, when, when Sarah died, because you see, when God touches a man, the anointing and the power is too much. You see, he married Keturah at Lemohan Mamaza. This was a man whose body don't die. Like Hamose Mama. You see, when God touches you, uh, for he's able to do exceedingly, uh, abundantly and above uh, what you ask or think. Uh, only one touch upon that, uh, upon that man. Uh, the man had six more children. He, he was marrying concubines because his body was not her. So the issue, listen to me, they had to stop the man. The old man, 100, he was still going. What, what, what is pastor saying? What pastor is saying is this. Your problem is nothing before God. For Abraham, God was going to raise a nation. That was the major thing. Major thing. All the other one, what is it? See, some of things you're worrying about it. When God sees some of us, like this slap. He says, you see me big like this. That's too much tertiary Now to make you fast and pray. When there are bigger things, he said he knew all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I will make you a great nation. Is somebody here? But let me just quickly throw this because time is not there. Time is not with me anymore. Let me tell you this. True faith should stretch you. True faith should move you out of your comfort zone. He says to him, to a land I will show you. So if you're here hearing my message, every time you encounter God, there should be something that should be moving you to another level. Not always to just solve problems. You know, because we live in this part of the world where poverty is so much. So, the only time you pray and read the Bible is to pay school fees. Is to pay rent. Key. He pays God. But let me tell you something, Kiko. Let me tell you something. You see, that's why I like Peter. And I shared this during the conference. You see, the Bible records in Matthew 14 that when they were in that boat and there was a storm, the wind was contrary. Bad problem. But then they saw Jesus coming. Now, they were in a bad problem. Everybody, 12 disciples in the boat, Jesus was not there. They were shaking. And they said, oh, he's a ghost. They said, no, 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 okay, it's Jesus. Jesus was walking on water. You know, Peter, unlike the others, all the others were consumed with the trouble of being inside the boat. By the way, those days I was in law school. You enter inside those ferry from Apapa to Marina. And the thing begins to do like this. Everybody begins to pray. So it's not a joke. But in the middle of the trouble, Peter said, If it is you, cause me to walk on water too. What is Pastor saying? You know, some problems that you're in now, God is hoping that you see an opportunity inside it. Because Peter transited from problem to possibility. He, he went from, he wasn't looking at the problem anymore. He said, oh, he means the issue is not even the trouble. Oh, he means I can even go from here to walking on water. And did he? Yes, he did. Let me close with this. My message is still plenty, but I'll close. Let me close with this. You know, I don't know whether this has changed now. 
I don't know whether it's just changed people. Those of you who are into technology. I, I used to hear that in very high rise buildings like in New York, you know, Chicago, those where you have buildings or Dubai, you have, you know, very, very high buildings. The elevator, the lift, like I said, the technology, technology may have changed now. Usually lift, no lift will take you beyond 50 floors. So if you're going to 170 floor, from the ground floor, you enter the lift that takes you to the 50th floor. You come out of the lift. You enter into another one. They are not taking from the 50th floor to floor 100. You know, the reason why Peter came out of that boat because for you to enter into new dimension, you need to step out of your comfort zone. There's a point where your natural ability ends. But if there's a plan and a purpose of God for your life, you need to step out of that boat and put your leg inside water. You need to change lifts. 